It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We are off and running on a Tuesday from uh, the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. That gentleman right there is Sean King. I am Tim Murray, Captain Dookie, watching his top-ranked Blue Devils take on Ohio State. Say that one more time. Top-ranked Blue Devils. Yes, right, right, where, we, right where we belong. Rightfully so. Uh, there is there is no qualms from this guy that Duke right now is the number one team in the country. You beat Gonzaga. And Kentucky. Yeah, Would not so. this be poetic justice? And Coach K's swan song for Duke to go undefeated and win it all. <laughs> cigar bet? They do not go undefeated well, and win it all? No, I got enough cigar bets <laughs> surrounding my Dukies. Um, yeah, we do have some cigar bets regarding your Dukies. But uh, early start here, and uh, Duke leading 20-17 to 17 with nine minutes to go in the first half. I did take Ohio State. And this wasn't an anti-Duke thing. Last night, we watched Gonzaga really struggle against Tartleton State. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe Dukie don't no, we're, have... Maybe not, there we're, are not, no, we're not Gonzaga, first Maybe there are no letdowns yeah. for the Dukies this year. So we'll see. Plus, uh, we played last Friday. Today's but, Tuesday. Yeah, but you're on the road at Ohio State. Yeah, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We're not just representing ourselves. We're representing our conference. Can you stop saying we? We. And I'm not French. Ridiculous. 
Uh, but 22 to 17 now as Trevor Keels goes to the line. Ooh, banks in a free throw. Uh, so six point lead. We'll keep you updated on that one. It's been a it's been a fun night of college basketball. Syracuse and Indiana needed uh, was a double or triple overtime. Double uh, as uh, Indiana handed their first loss of the year. They were a slight road favorite tonight. And uh, that one goes to the Orange. A nice win for us. Uh, I didn't pull there. the trigger on that game when I started to, you know, at Syracuse, mm-hmm. playing that funky zone that Bayheim runs. Figured it could get Indiana some problems, but just wasn't sure exactly what Syracuse has. Did not know an uh, interesting fact that both of uh, Bayheim's sons now play for him. Yeah, buddy. And uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, as Duke continues to increase their lead, Palo Banquetto. I was an and one there, so might be on the wrong side of this one. But I gotta I gotta embrace the stink a little bit. That line was very short. Public was all over Duke, and the public might be winning some money tonight. So we will see how it plays out. Uh, Purdue, a team that could rival. I would have preferred to see Purdue and Duke as opposed to Purdue, Florida State, Ohio State, Duke. Uh, Purdue continues to roll in the early part of the season. They smashed Florida State as an eleven and a half point favorite, ninety three to sixty five. You that have, number surprised me. I was going to bet that game and take Florida State, but then when I saw 11, I was like, ah, maybe I'll just Purdue, leave it alone. And I'm glad I did. Purdue's the real deal, man. I, I would have loved to see them play Duke uh, tonight, but instead we get these games. Uh, get it all in attorney. Uh, but uh, you've also got, you've got an interesting game that you're on tonight. Yes. Why are you on North Dakota State at Creighton? Well, because I have information that comes to me from a lot of places. And... <laughs> I took North Dakota State. I got actually eight. eight and a half. Oh, actually. there you go. Yeah, so I got a good number. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that one yeah. for Sean here. No Puckstradamus tonight. Very uh, disappointed. Yeah, I didn't like anything, and so I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't like anything with plus money either because my lightning, I just wasn't sure. You know, we kind of been a little inconsistent lately. Um, I thought the Bruins game was an under game. It went under, but I, I don't know. I just didn't love anything, so I left everything alone. Yeah, so uh, we'll be keeping a, an eye on uh, North Dakota State and Creighton uh, yeah. here this evening for, for Sean. Uh, and that's uh, that's pretty much it on the college hoops front. We have a huge NBA game. Look, I, I am not the biggest uh, early season NBA guy, but this is a hell of a game. What's the t- uh, What's the line in this? Golden State and Phoenix tonight. Phoenix is laying three. At home against the Warriors, a total of 222 and a half. And, uh, you know, something that is always fun to keep track of. And this game hasn't started yet, so we might be able to take a look at the player props here. Uh, Steph Curry threes over under for him uh, tonight is five five and a half, man. It seems low, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, no, because most normal humans, it's like, well, other than him, the highest is Jordan Poole at two and a half. So well, when you were reading it, I was thinking you were going to say like seven, seven and a half. Like I actually was surprised when you said five was yeah. the first number. So five and a half. Uh, I'd probably take the over. <laughs> you might as well. You get plus money. Plus, it's even money at DraftKings. So I've written that down. That's Steph threes. This was uh, always a fun thing to keep an eye on uh, last winter uh, as he would hit these stretches. And then the Lakers uh, are a pick at Sacramento uh, with no LeBron James, as he is in the health and protocols. That game's open, too. Like, Lakers are minus, like, five or something. But without LeBron, that's kind of an issue. So, uh, a couple NBA games to keep an eye on. Golden State, Phoenix, uh, a hell of a game here early on in the season. 
Uh, Circa Phoenix Lane, three and a half and uh, three at other spots in town. So those are things to keep an eye on. Jimmy Ott going to join us, uh, bottom of the hour. I wonder if he's smiling or frowning. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was on his show earlier today. Uh, we, he was uh, getting the skinny on my thoughts on, on Brian Kelly to LSU, being that he is a host on 104.5 down in Baton Rouge. Uh, so we'll get his thoughts on the new hire. Also, got to get his thoughts on the SEC championship with Alabama. Earlier today, Sean, I saw South Point, our friends at South Point, by the way, Chris Andrews will be on later the show too, hit seven, and that was quickly gobbled up. So pretty much six and a halfs across the board. In Where are you leaning right now? I want to take the points. I do. However, watching that defensive, or excuse me, offensive line get just obliterated up front by Auburn, it has got me worried a bit. Uh, What's the total on this game? Uh, we're looking at 49, 49 and, and a half. half. <clears throat> I mean, I kind of got to go with Georgia. I'm leaning Georgia, man. And I think the public is going to be on Georgia. And for me, it's not a public play. It's, like, actually based on what I saw this year. Like, yeah. who? no one stayed within single digits of Georgia. And what is – I mean, Alabama's been inconsistent kicking the football. I mean, they've been inconsistent covering on special teams. Look, it was a miracle they've that they beat Auburn. They've been inconsistent on offense. I mean, they've been average on defense. Like, I think this is more of a spread that's based on Alabama's reputation than anything else. Like, I would not be shocked if Georgia wins this game 38-28. to 28. You know, that would be a very believable score for me. That would be pretty high scoring for teams. I think what's the highest that a team has scored against Georgia this year? Seven. Now, this is the first time Georgia's going to play a quarterback as dynamic as Bryce Young. That's true. Very true. First time they're going to play a group that has pass catchers if they're actually catching the ball. And Mechie and, and crew that can and really, yeah, they can really get it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Williams doesn't get ejected for targeting again. And the great thing with Bryce <laughs> is, it's not like this Alabama offense is coming in and it's protecting him all year, and he's been in this cozy pocket. Oh yeah, like he's used to being under duress. He's used to having to create plays, extend plays, like with his athleticism. So it's not like it's going to be culture shock for him. So I do see Alabama having some success offensively. I just don't think they're good enough on defense to stop Georgia. And we'll talk more Heisman later, but uh, if, for those watching uh, on vcent.com, YouTube TV, wherever you may be uh, tuning in uh, to, to look at Sean's uh, just handsomeness. Uh, C.J. Stroud has no shot, by the way. Oh, no, it's done. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't know why he's plus 450. Uh, probably. Kenneth Walker could win before C.J. Stroud. Neither of them are winning. You're not, you're, no one who is not playing this weekend is winning. Matt Corral's not winning. Uh, Kenneth Walker's not winning. C.J. Stroud's not winning. It's going to come down to Bryce Young, Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think Kenny Pickett has a chance. Uh, I know some people do. I don't. Uh, to cover ourselves, we should put and a I little think, something on Matt Corral. And I think Will Anderson, I do have Matt Corral preseason at 27-1. But I, I just, you're not, in my opinion, the way that it has all been structured, if you're not playing this weekend, you're not going in the Heisman Trophy. It's just, it's too up in the air. And I think this lasting impression, whether it be Bryce Young winning or playing out of his mind, whether it be Aiden Hutchinson reach, wreaking havoc, whether it be someone like, uh, you know, Will Anderson, who's getting some real, uh, real love. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit Heisman later. But uh, the new rankings are out. Uh, Michigan jumps to number two. Not a big surprise there. I think, deserved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, deserved. You beat Ohio State the way that they did, and now they sit 
uh, in a really comfortable spot uh, to make the college football playoff. They win. They're the two seed. They're an all-in fade Saturday against Iowa. Taking the points. Of the, I mean, Iowa's also not very good. I'm but just saying. I, this is a terrible spot for Michigan. It is and it isn't because it's not like it's your typical letdown spot. No, it's a letdown spot for them. Yeah, but you win, you're in the college football playoff for the first time in school yeah, history. Yeah, but their season was all based around beating Ohio State. More so than making the college football playoff, more so than winning the Big Ten. The number one goal, whether they'll admit it publicly or not, was we have to beat Ohio State. I, I don't disagree, and I would play Iowa. I'm thinking about playing Iowa and point spread weekly in our picks. I picked Iowa plus the 11. Um, haven't pulled the trigger just yet. I just I don't believe in this Iowa team whatsoever, but they get fortunate. They force turnovers, and if they can get Cade McNamara to make a couple bad throws, things could get tricky. The only favorite that I'm 100% confident won't lose is Georgia. I'm going to have a I told you. I would agree I'm, with that. I'm going to have a I told you so parlay. Okay. Georgia money line mm-hmm. coupled with Iowa, money Houston, line? and Baylor. All money line. Yep. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that. I say that. I told you so. Just so if it happens, I can tweet it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 80 to 1. Yeah. Wanna... It's worth a flyer. We, uh,. We will get to some exactas on the other side who will make the college football playoff. And based on what you're thinking there, you could be looking at some uh, interesting uh, potential. I will tell you there is one team that is going to be on the list of possibilities that I think has zero shot to make the college football playoff. I'll tell you who that is on the other side. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're up and running. It's the Nightcap here on Beast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dipped, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Jimmy Ott, our good friend, will join us bottom of the hour. Chris Andrews, remember South Point, the first to market with conference championship lines. So we'll see how they have been shaped so far uh, here on Tuesday evening. So Chris Andrews will join us at the top of the next hour. Eric Eager will join us like he always does at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern here on the Does Jimmy Ott have Brian Kelly's cell phone yet? What's the Uh, over-under on that? Ooh, I would say... Not yet, so like plus 350. He was connected now. He's, he's very like, he's connected. like a big deal in Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah. Jimmy knows everybody. Uh, and I can't wait to get down to Baton. Well, now I'm mad. Now, I, now I'm going to like. I don't know if you're welcome. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I mean, you can't go down there with Notre Dame stuff on. Well, I was all excited to go down there, go to Death Valley. Now I just want to boo their coach. You know, you're tall and red, so you, you stand out well, in the crowd. I bet you. I tell you what, in two years, I'm going to be, you know, Fitting right in with people booing Brian Kelly, so we'll see. I actually don't have a strong opinion either way on, I don't know. on what his success or failure is going to be at LSU. I think his cultural fit is terrible. Is terrible. Yeah, but he's a good coach. I mean, he's a great coach. It'll he's, be interesting who he hires for his staff. Well, there are reports out there that he wants to make Marcus Freeman the highest-paid defensive coordinator in football, as he should. 
but Marcus Freeman might have a school in Northwest Indiana that might make him their head coach. And there's a lot of momentum uh, to make that happen. So, uh, and, and you were worried about Marcus? I was worried about Marcus Howe. Yeah, oh, like early the on Florida in the season? State yeah. game, I told you, he'll be were, fine. There were some questions. He was tremendous. And he is a bulldog on the recruiting trail, and he has gotten Notre Dame recruiting-wise. So, um, you know, if you look around at some foreign locations, uh, there, are, there are some odds out there. I would say, as a Notre Dame fan, not a reporter, as a fan, my assumption and belief would be that Marcus Freeman by the end of this week, is named Notre Dame. I'm kind coach. of disappointed because we haven't, like, tracked the license plates of the <laughs> private jets yet. You know, normally it's like, hey, uh, Jet X5-6278 well, left L.A. and landed in Norman. And here's the weird thing about it all. Outside of Notre Dame, which... How can we make some money on the coaching carousel? Can't, really. Yeah. I wish we could. Uh, how could we make money on predicting bowl games? If you want to do that, I, I got it all mapped out, but no one wants to hear about I'm, that. I'm riding with Kentucky, whoever they play. I've decided that. Yeah? Yeah, I like Stoops getting an extension. Yeah, you got that today. I think that really A lot of rumors and thoughts he would go to Oklahoma with yeah. his brother there now, you know, being a legend and all. Um, the, man. Inter- the interesting one for me is Cincy. I'm trying to kind of calculate in my mind what this does – from a player's standpoint, because for did Saturday. you hear Luke today? Yeah, I heard him. He did not. He was asked about it, and he talked for a long time without yeah. ever saying no. It yeah. was spinning circles. It was you know a lot of people have decisions to make. Players whether to go <clears throat> pro. And I'm like Luke, just say no, man. I like the way he answered it. He was honest. Yeah, I just I'm trying to figure out. I'm not worried about him. He's gonna land on his feet. Trying to figure out, is it a distraction for the Cincy football team? I would say slightly, but is it enough? So let's... let's they don't have, and, I, and I'm trying to figure it out because they don't have to be off much for Houston to be up middle to fourth quarter in this game. I mean, you're starting to see this line move. Uh, at South Point, remember again, we'll talk to Chris Andrews. This touched 11 and a half. It is now down to 10 in favor of Cincinnati. Remember, Cincinnati, the AAC championship, will be at home. Uh, this will be a 4 o'clock Eastern kick, so it will be nighttime towards the second of the ha- second half, as Sean King has let us know. It's, uh, it's, it's rather warm, usually, in the second half in early December at uh, historic Nippert Stadium. God goes inside at halftime. <laughs> uh, so you could get a 10.5 here uh, with, uh, with Houston uh, at Circa. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I heard an interesting thought, too, that, you know, Fickle, while Notre Dame might be a high high on his list, maybe number two, there's some rumors that Ryan Day could be headed to the Chicago Bears. And if that I've heard to, that. And if that were to happen, I've heard that. Luke Fickle's going to Ohio State. I've heard that. So I think it's a very interesting, because he could, you know what could happen, Sean? So I want to put something on your mind. Yep. And Aaron, everybody in the back, you guys listen to this because this was said seven twenty one on November the thirtieth. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to come be the next head coach of the Raiders. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. It's overreaction Tuesday. Save that for later on in the I'm show. I'm just telling you. I'm calling it right now. It was seven twenty one, November thirtieth, two thousand twenty one. I like it. What, he got it done? Finally beat Ohio State, gets him to the playoff. 
wins the Big Ten, done all he can do. Yep. I like it. All right. That's usually, my, usually, that's I, my hot usually prediction. I yell at you, but yep, no, I like hot prediction. I like that. Yeah, let's uh, let's make sure we got that all snug away, just in case it were to happen. Oh. Man, that would imagine that if Ohio State and Michigan's head coach both left for the NFL, leading the carousel to be in motion again in January. Well, I mean, the college football players are going to be all SEC once uh, Oklahoma and Texas get there, so they're getting ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, going back to the college football playoff rankings, and uh, they were unveiled today, as we mentioned, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Bama 3, Cincy 4, Oklahoma State 5, Notre Dame 6. Were you surprised that Cincy was behind Bama? After Bama's close game against Auburn, especially with Bo Nix being out. No. By the way, he's in the transfer portal, too. Is he? Yes. Jake Hayner's in the transfer portal. It is ridiculous how many of these kids are in the transfer portal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Jake Hayner, uh, that's going to be a big pickup. Does he follow his head coach, old head coach, and go to Washington? Might make sense. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Didn't Jake Hayner start his career Washington? I think he did. I don't know. (laughs) So, were you surprised? No. Since he was behind I was Alabama? Not, I was not because that would end up being, in my mind, hypocritical to the sense that, you know, since he struggled with Navy on the road, struggled, pull away from Tulane. I know Auburn is not great, but it's still a rivalry game. I think the fact that they pulled it out, I, I, I think they got to give it. I, but here's the thing. Alabama loses since he jumps it. Well, actually, here's the question. If Alabama loses, since he's in, but does Oklahoma State with a win over Baylor yeah. jump Cincinnati? I think they do. I, I think, think that's they why they well. put Oklahoma State in front of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. So now they made it. So if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 and Alabama loses, it's Oklahoma State that goes in the CFP, not Notre Dame. To me, that whole flip-flop was about that one scenario. Yeah. So we have some exactas uh, to show you okay. for who will make the college football playoff. And I think you should, and I know they're longer odds. I think you should put an X through number three, which is Notre Dame, six to one, Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Cincy, Notre Dame. I think you should put an X through Georgia, Cincy, Oklahoma. Oklahoma? How the hell is Oklahoma getting in? And what universe is Oklahoma getting into the college football playoff? I mean, if we have carnage, all right, let's let's do the scenarios here. The okay. only thing I don't like about a twenty-five to one is I just don't know how if I don't think Bama can beat Georgia. But I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. Oh, 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 oh. hold on, hold on. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama's twenty-five to one. No, no, no. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati. I mean, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. So that one says that Alabama Michigan loses to Iowa. Yeah, and Alabama beats Georgia. I believe in the Michigan losing the Iowa one, but I don't believe in the Alabama beating Georgia one. Hold on. Bring that list back up. Yeah. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama is 25 to 1? Yeah, that's based on Alabama beating Georgia though. Play that. No, it's not. That's Georgia beats Alabama close. Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins. Alabama gets in over Notre Dame with two losses. Well, Baylor, that is, that's Baylor beating Oklahoma State. Correct. Too. That could happen. 
That's the best bet on the board. If you want a long shot, that is the best bet right there. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, 25 to 1. Jimmy Ott will join us. We'll talk some SEC championship and their new coach down in Baton Rouge. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, 43-30. to 30. Good call, Tim. Duke just pummeling Ohio State right now. That's a good job. Golden State up on Phoenix, entertaining first quarter, 35-31. to 31. Golden State a short home, uh, road dog as the Suns enter with 16 straight wins. We've got a huge weekend of college football ahead. Championship weekend, the SEC Championship will be a great one, Georgia and Alabama. And, oh, yeah, LSU's got a new coach, and they stole him away from my my favorite team, Sean. And the person I'm going to yell at right now is Jimmy Ott, our good friend. He had me on his show earlier today, so we're returning the favor. Mr. Ott, give us the feel. I'm just curious. You know, it was Lincoln. Well, first it was Jimbo, then it was Lincoln, then it was Jimbo, then it's Brian Kelly what has been from LSU fans, from your listeners, from the people you talk to, overall, what has been the response of this move to bring Brian Kelly to Baton Rouge? Glad to be aboard with you guys. Love you guys. Look, uh, it, was, it, it broke right in the middle of our show last night, and it was me and my 28-year colleague, Charles Anagriff, who does the post-game show for uh, LSU on the, uh, on the flagship. And people weren't happy. People weren't happy. And it's because, and you mentioned Jimbo, that really, I guess the confidence level on them being able to hire Jimbo was about 20 25%. Mm-hmm. The Lincoln-Riley thing really caught a lot of steam over the weekend. Now, we kind of got word during the game and a little bit before on Saturday that it, we didn't know who it was going to be, but it wasn't going to be Lincoln Riley. Um, uh, the uh, the old baseball coach, Skip Burtman, with five national titles, uh, he does a show on our station on Sunday evenings. And they brought Justin Vincent, a former running back, uh, with LSU on there just to kind of settle people down and say, listen, it's the, our, we got our guy. Expect an announcement either Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's just kind of calling people down because the December 15th signing date really has people antsy. And then you see other jobs being filled. So with Brian Kelly, sorry, Tim, but around here, it's easy to hate Notre Dame. All right. <laughs> I get and it. So, and, and then and Brian Kelly's an easy guy to kind of dislike. All right. So we, you know, it's kind of a natural distaste for the guy and for the place. And so, um, People weren't happy at first, but when we started laying it out for people, it has gained a lot of it, – it's it shifted way to the positive. And kind of trying to compare, you know, Lincoln Riley to Brian Kelly, well, I'll steal, a, I'll steal a line from Jim Harbaugh on Saturday after he finally got his win. He couldn't wait to throw a little dig at, uh, at uh, Ryan Day. He said, some guys are born on third. They don't feel like they hit a triple. And it's not that 
it's not that different, huh? With Lincoln Riley, early 30s, Bob Stoops waits till June before they, when all the coaches are kind of locked up, because they say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to announce my retirement, and it's going to be Lincoln Riley. This is your guy. And so he was kind of born on third in Norman, so to speak. Done a nice job, but his teams have also, are they better when he first took over or better now? And they were better when he first took over. And Brian Kelly has won for 12 years uh, at Notre Dame. And we know about the academic restrictions uh, and the admissions at uh, Notre Dame. He can't recruit in the same pool as LSU. And, you know, he's a guy that's been respected around here as getting the most out of his personnel. Beat LSU a couple of times, too. Twice. In Orlando in Nashville. Yeah. So, they, um, I mean, it's, 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 they're warming up a lot. And so now, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, it's – most people are pretty excited. It's not the, the, the listen. People were really excited about Lincoln Riley, kind of the, the I don't know, the Lamborghini, the shiny new young Lamborghini, or the kind of the old and steady uh, guy that's done it for a long, way longer than uh, than uh, Lincoln Riley has, and not just twelve years at Notre Dame, but three stops prior to that. The guy has won and sustained winning. And minus his first uh, his first job at Grand Valley State, he didn't inherit a winner. And there's resources at Notre Dame, but they weren't winning. But the only place he won they 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 were winning when he was took uh, when he took over was Grand Valley State. And my goodness, he he brought him to another level, playing for three state championships his last three years, winning two of those three. Jimmy, you tell me, and when I when I saw this hire, I, I kind of was indifferent meaning I didn't have a strong opinion for or against. But one of the things that I think is very intriguing, because at LSU, you're not just recruiting. Like, you're recruiting the cream of the crop. Like, there's only 75 to 100 of those kids in America, and LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, they're fighting for those kids every year. Well, how – Tell me Brian Kelly's pitch. I mean, he's walking in these houses after Saban just showed off his national championships. Dabo's going in there talking about Jesus and his national championships. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Day's got the beard going, you know, looking like, you know, he's about to star in the next, you know, X-Men movie. So, I mean, what's, how, what's Brian's pitch going to be, you know, to, to make LSU come out on top in some of these fights? I think. I think that Tim on our show earlier this evening kind of kind of enlightened us on that. It's his staff, and he is he is putting. You know, I know that uh, Notre Dame is going to consider the defensive coordinator, but he's putting heavy heavy push on trying to get him down here. Uh, Walker Howard, uh, what uh, Tim, a first or second quarterback in this class, the 2022 class. Uh, out of Lafayette, just down the road, his uh, his dad Jamie Howard told me he said that that's the guy. It, it escapes my name. Was it, is it um, Marcus Freeman? Name? Yeah, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Who LSU made a strong push at Ozron made a strong push on to get as defensive coordinator over here when Notre Dame Brian Kelly chose Brian Kelly in uh, Notre Dame. But I don't know what I don't know what's going through his mind right now. But Brian Kelly's making a trying to make him the highest paid assistant in college football right now. And I know that Scott Woodward has given him that uh, budget to do so. 
Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fascinating. Course, they they have had. Corey, oh, go ahead, Jimmy. And, I'm sorry, and Corey Raymond, who's been through multiple coaches here, who's recruited all those guys. DBU, he's already on staff. I know you remember a guy named Kevin Falk. Mm-hmm. He almost returned that kickoff for a touchdown in uh, in South Bend. That that game we That's lost, right. first. but he's you know he's a legend here. He's expected to be retained as well. So he's he's kind of I think it's going to be a blend of his Notre Dame staff and some holdovers from the LSU staff, but with an emphasis on recruiting. You know, Jimmy, um, we're going to probably ask you to stay on for another segment here because uh, you talk a lot and we like talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm just drinking wine, celebrating BK Day, man. <laughs> it's all right. Well, because I want to get to the I want to get to the SEC championship on the other side of the break, but uh, we got a little bit here. I'm curious because I love the bowl season. It's mm-hmm. it's my favorite time. I, I just I love sitting back and and watching random matchups. And I, I don't know where LSU is going to go. Uh, I saw one projection, you know, BYU and LSU in the sh- in the Independence Bowl, which would be kind of unique. Speaking of Notre Dame and LSU in uh, in years past, it would you say before we know the opponent? Or whatever, six and six, Ed O and that team get that big win uh, against Texas A and M. So Ed O walks out into the sunset. Is LSU a fade or a play on team come the bowl season? I think they're a play on team, yeah. and that's that's a that's the 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 mystery uh, in these things that you're trying to find out. Uh, you know, motivation. That's why I don't care who they're playing, what the spread is. I'm betting the military schools in these minor bowls every year. (laughs) And if you check it, it's unbelievable. Oh, by the way, they played in some rather insignificant games this past weekend. They went three and ATS uh, as well. So um, I think it's, it's always, you know, generally when a, an SEC team is playing a mid major team or not, no, or just a lesser, I kind of fade them Mm -hmm. because when they're not they're the the big programs, not Kentucky, you know, not 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 Vanderbilt, Tennessee, when they get there, or the, but I'm talking Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LA. Generally, when they're playing in bowl games that aren't that are outside the, you know, outside the the, the New Year Six, uh, I'm fading them because generally, and and I know people don't like it as an excuse, but it's reality. They're just not motivated a whole lot of times, and I've cashed them in yep. a, a lot. So. Um, it's, uh, I think, like an Ole Miss, a Mississippi State. I'll back those teams. Uh, but but some of the ones, it's hard, man. You know, last year, I, I was all over Cincinnati. Should have been. Should have been. Should have won. I mean, I, 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 Luke Fickle. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna cut you off, but we're going to hold you over to the next break. Keep drinking that red wine. We will talk to you on the other <laughs> side. On, it's the nightcap here on Beeson. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. and holiday offer is here and right now when you sign up for our $99 mid-season football special you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all our expert sports betting analysis, insights and data for the rest of the football season plus 20 bucks to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash Subscribe alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Sean King, who, you know, probably I've seen Jimmy Hare's hair, uh, Jimmy Ott's hairline. You, you might have, you know, made a couple follicles fall out. The fact that you weren't at LSU, you know. Yeah, I was supposed to be on the plane, but Jimmy, I'll be there tomorrow. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> yeah, his phone's been ringing nonstop, Jimmy, about, uh, you know, come join me down at LSU. Yeah, they're it's... bringing me in to make sure that the uh, the Manning kid at Newman comes to LSU, so. <laughs> oh, man, he got us a couple weeks and weekends ago. My son and them played him in the quarterfinals, and they got us now. Lafayette Christian got him pretty good, but uh, he's uh, he's big, man. He's he's a little thicker than his uncles. I can uh, tell you that because I saw them at this stage of their uh, high school career as well as juniors in high school, and he's a big boy, man. He's tough to move. All right, Jimmy, we have uh, we have uh, we've done enough. I I had to vomit during the uh, the you know intermission. You're gonna be okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Y'all I want to get a good coach. Y'all got a little something. I actually hope Freeman oh, it's, doesn't it's dated, get that job. It's dated. It's in the past, but you know. I, I, I actually am rooting against Marcus Freeman to get that job. That's your guy. I just think it's a it's a really tough job following their recent success. That's true. You know, if you get that job and go eight and three, it's going to be like you screwed it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a tough gig for your first head coaching job. Like, I'd rather they were coming off of going four and six and Freeman was getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear that. So we will uh, we will see. But let's get to the games this weekend, Jimmy. Uh, and we'll start with the SEC championship. No one knows the SEC better than you do. Georgia laying six and a half. Uh, South Point here in town hit seven earlier today, but it quickly was gobbled yeah. up. Uh, so it's, it's, it's saying six and a half. Look, you know how I think, and I think you're similar too. I want to take the points here with Bama, but man, I can't get that vision of their offensive line out of my head from this past weekend and knowing what Georgia has. So what are you looking at? Georgia, Bama, total at 50 and a six and a half spread in favor of the dogs. Well, yeah, that, 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 that Auburn-Alabama game, and especially in Jordan-Hare, has been tough for some even – much better uh, Alabama teams. Uh, the the other thing is that uh, the, the the one guy they couldn't handle in that game got tossed. Yeah, James Williams. Williams. You know, on the uh, on the target. That was the right call. But you remember early in the game where they tackled him. And it was a non call on an interference. And I mean, that's the one guy they could not handle in that game, and he got tossed. So it was going to be a long game. And Auburn minus some mental mistakes down the down the stretch should have won the game, but he's back in this one. And who's Georgia's best win? They've been dominant. They can't beat anybody, uh, you know, any, any worse. But who is Georgia's best win? Is it Florida that fired the coach? Is it Tennessee? Clemson game one, the week of ugly football? I'd say, I, 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 Jimmy, I would say the domination of Arkansas and then looking at how Bama played Arkansas, that would be the differentiator to me. I know that looking at the rankings and all that, there isn't a stellar win, but I would say the way that they just obliterated Arkansas would be would be the I can answer best that win. for you. Bama's gonna be Georgia's best win. Bama, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas played to, you know, a two point conversion, uh decided that. And Bama couldn't have beaten Ole Miss any worse than Georgia beat Arkansas. True. I, I can tell you that. So the thing that concerns me is the Kirby factor about all season long. This is kind of a high school angle. Okay, you're superior, physically superior to your team. You get to the playoffs. Oh, wait, they're just as big and strong as us up front. Oh, now we don't have a passing game developed. 
You're throwing the ball 15 times a game. I mean, think, have some vision. Think, develop it. And I know there's been a, a, a little bit of a debate whether which quarterback to go with and things like that. But no matter who the quarterback is, develop him. And who the, who the hell cares if you beat somebody by 60 or 40? That's their problem. All right, this is big boy football. You just get that first one. And when now, well, Alabama's going to have uh, enough uh, guys up front where, they, you know, Georgia's not going to run down their throat. I mean, Alabama's going to have some guys on the outside. they got to respect. I think the points are a, a little bit too much in this one. I think it's going to go to seven as well. Our buddies at Bet Rivers, 88% Ooh. of spread action is on Georgia in this one. It's going to be, a, you know, be patient. Wait, it goes to seven. I'd take the seven. Jimmy, what do you think of sprinkling a little money line then on Bama? Can Nick and Bryce Young pull this off? Plus $2. I think there's other uh, there's other ventures I'd like to look out uh, besides that one. I don't know, maybe, uh, but I don't feel strong about that one. No, there's, there's some other ones out there that maybe I would be more interested in okay. uh, in, in sprinkling, like uh, like my boy Bailey Zappi. Yeah, baby. That girl. Yeah, we're their favorite though, right? We're we're sitting back with Bailey. I got my ten to one ticket. I'm just sitting back by the by the Aren't fire on Friday night. Yeah, they're they're road favorite now. To two, two here at Circa, one and a half in other spots in town. Uh, so you you like uh, you like Bailey? What he's been uh, what he's been doing? Uh, hopefully, you were on the I North do. Texas train last week, like I was. That was beautiful uh, against UTSA. I wish yeah. I had sprinkle on the money line. That there. would be tragic for UTSA. If they lost, to go all the way undefeated and then lose the last well, regular season. Well, they already season. lost. They lost. Well, they lost. Lose the, the last regular season game in North yeah. Texas and the conference lose the conference championship. I mean, that'd be tragic. John, don't you think? Don't you think the little bit of that undefeated uh, has has weighed on them a little bit because they were having? I mean, they, they struggle with Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. They should not struggle with Southern Miss. I mean, I think it's just weighed on them a little bit too much. Western Kentucky is rolling. Hey, they were right there in this game during the regular season. I, I like them a lot. 52 uh, to 46. I'm not arguing with y'all on During this. the regular season. All right, uh, we got about uh, about three minutes or so, Jimmy. Uh-huh. So you like Western Kentucky. Like uh, Bama. You, it looks like you lean the towards points. the points. Wait until it, it hits seven. Uh, what is uh, on the board, uh, the game that really uh, intrigues you the Check most? Check this one. This is, well, this is just sort of interesting to me. Um Cincinnati, this is the first time since the Notre Dame game that the public is not backing them. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, this is Bet Rivers, again, has been backed by at least 70% of the spread money in every game minus Notre Dame. Now, we know about them. They, they covered their first six, then uh, did not cover their next four, and then have covered their next two. Um, but 90% of the, uh, the spread money is on Houston. In this game, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I like the I like the points too, but man, that public uh, that public uh, sentiment kind of really concerns me a little bit. This in this way, we know Houston can play. I think Houston can play with Cincinnati, but I mean, it's all about Sean. You tell me the pressure with man. Cincinnati's got it. They win their end. Yep, they win their uh, end at, at this point. Here's the thing with Cincinnati, and it's all about Desmond Ritter. I know Doug Belk, the D coordinator at Houston, very well. He's going to make Desmond Ritter beat them from the pocket. If he throws the ball like he did against SMU, then they're going to win by multiple touchdowns. If he plays like he did the first three quarters against Indiana, 
in some of these other games where he's been very inconsistent and inaccurate, then it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. It's kind of – I feel about Cincinnati the same way I feel about Oregon. You just don't know how Anthony Brown, Desmond Ritter are going to play. And when they play well, thought, then those teams thought, are really hard to beat. Ritter was outstanding against SMU. I thought he played great against East Carolina. He did. He really I mean, did. He made, he made some spin moves that just – you can't fault the East Carolina uh, rushers. He threw the ball with touch. I mean, he made some some plays with his legs, which he can always do. The legs are going to be there every week. It's mm-hmm. about how you throw the ball. But I thought in a real <clears throat> tricky spot, he made some really nice plays against East Carolina. I agree with that. I would lean towards Cincy. I would too. Uh, it does yeah. feel like a trendy dog, like you like you mentioned. And I always and we'll we'll get the numbers with Chris Andrews coming up uh, top of the hour. Uh, before we let you run, uh, thirty seconds. Baylor keep it close against Oak State. I, I kind of like the Bears here. Yes. Yes, they're real good up front. Real good up front. You got to check the status on the quarterback that got knocked out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hung on. You talk about some pressure. They could have been beaten by Texas Tech uh, on Saturday. The kid who hit the 62-yarder to win the game uh, earlier this year was wide left on a 52-yarder. But, yes, Baylor is can definitely play with Oklahoma State in this game. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, we got to get out of here, but I'm telling you now, Iowa beats Michigan. Mark it down. Oh, Sean. Oh, Lord. John. Mark it down. I know, hey, man, I know one thing. You can't get any more. You can't leave any more on the field than that they did emotionally on Saturday. <laughs> They've been celebrating for, for quite some time in Ann Arbor. There's no doubt. That's Jimmy Ott. He's celebrating down in Baton Rouge. Get out of here, you stealer. You, you thief. Fella. You thief, Jimmy Ott. Chris Andrews will join us top of the hour. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.